The Latin America Report is made possible by MBAF, CPAs and advisors. From the WLRN Newsroom, I'm Tim Paget. The longest night in my life. Jean-Samson Edouard remembers running barefoot through Port-au-Prince's Carrefour Fouy district shortly before 5 p.m. on Tuesday, January 12, 2010, a decade ago this Sunday. All around him was crushed concrete and horrified screams. A major earthquake had just destroyed much of Haiti. Death estimates vary, but most agree between 100,000 and 200,000 people were killed. Edouard was 23, a communications student, and he was racing to find his fiancée, Jocelyne. She was a nursing student at the Université Saint-Gérard. The school had collapsed. She was inside the rubble. Now I lose all hope to see my fiancée again. Edouard says he felt especially hopeless as he scanned corpses crushed in Saint-Gérard's wreckage. Horrible. Body on body, literally broken. Arms, feet, uh, it's indescribable. So I, I go under the concrete. Jocelyn, Jocelyn, where are you? And when I'm calling her for maybe one hour, I hear some voice. It was Jocelyn, her legs badly injured, but alive. Edouard says he called out to someone else while searching the rubble that night. I said, God, if you give me my fiancé back, I will serve you for the rest of my life. To him, that meant serve Haiti. Today, Edouard and Jocelyn are married. They have two children and a deeper sense of purpose. Edouard and I spoke in a restaurant in West Palm Beach where he was visiting relatives. Like so many Haitians after the earthquake, he could have come to live in Florida. But I can't because I have Haiti. I need, when I pass away, my children can say, hey, my father struggled to change something in Haiti. So Edouard returned to his hometown of Arcaia, Haiti, just northwest of Port-au-Prince, and became a school teacher. Today, he's a principal. He also began studying economic development, and he helps run a nonprofit called ECODA that promotes local economic training opportunities. But Edouard concedes the larger effort to rebuild Haiti, after all these years, has mostly failed. That was an opportunity for Haiti to take off to learn development. Unfortunately, nothing has happened. No planning, no leadership, no project. It took a year after the quake just to get real debris removal started. It took seven years to reopen Haiti's major hospital. Haiti today is facing one of the worst food shortages in the Americas. Then there's the country's chronic political upheaval. So why, after a decade, has Haiti made so little recovery progress? One big reason, the country's spirit has yet to recover. When you need to be psychologically healed first, then it's hard for you to start thinking about development. Marie Gerda Nicolas is a Haitian-American and a psychology professor at the University of Miami. She was in Haiti during the earthquake and says it's hard to describe just how brutally traumatic it was. For one thing, modern Haiti had never dealt with earthquakes. This was the first there since the 1700s. That's largely why so much caved in. Haiti's building codes were some of the world's most lax. But the quake dealt another, more psychological blow. At the time, Haiti was finally looking up. We had more stability in terms of the political situation. Economically, there was more exporting, more infrastructure being built. We were moving in the right direction. 
To then have that optimism so suddenly and violently shattered only deepened Haitian's despair. So Nicola threw herself into creating clinical networks like Rebati Santé Mental, or Rebuilding Mental Health, to help Haitians pull through. Among her tougher cases was a woman in Leogan, near the earthquake's epicenter. She'd lost her eight-year-old daughter in the disaster, but she found one of the girl's legs by identifying her sock and shoe. She went home, she washed the leg, and she put it on the daughter's bed, and she kept it there. Neighbors, fearing the woman had gone mad, wanted to take the leg away. But Nicolas told them, It's a normal response for her to have. The incredibly abnormal is the earthquake. She persuaded the woman to have a burial for the leg. Like that mother, tens of thousands of Haitians weren't able to bury loved ones after the quake. There was one other challenge that made recovery harder. The earthquake effectively crushed Haiti's government, too. The international community had to step in. Its performance was controversial at best. More than $10 billion pledged by governments never really materialized. UN troops were responsible for a cholera outbreak that killed thousands more people and sparked angry Haitian protests. Critics also say the global NGOs that flooded into Haiti had scant oversight and effectively shut Haitians in Haiti out of their own recovery effort. But in South Florida, the earthquake fueled a heightened sense of purpose in the Haitian expat community. The diaspora that always wanted to step up and be engaged, self-organized and mobilized in record proportions. Karen Andre is a Haitian-American attorney and political consultant in Miami. She heard about the earthquake driving home after work. I immediately just made a U-turn, went straight to Little Haiti, went to 54th Street. There she helped coordinate an expat relief effort that grew into an NGO, Conbeat for Haiti, or Cooperative for Haiti, which steered funds to Haitian development projects run by Haitians. Political and business elites in Haiti had always kept the Haitian diaspora at arm's length, but Andre says the aid work emboldened expats to demand a larger role in Haiti's affairs. And they got it, including the granting of dual citizenship to Haitian expats. The earthquake knocked a lot of dominoes down so that in Haiti we can go and move the needle. Haiti's a part of me. I feel like it's my responsibility to come back. Ariel Francois is one Haitian expat and earthquake survivor who wants to move that needle. Francois studies criminal law at Florida Atlantic University in Boca Raton. But during the earthquake, she was a schoolgirl traveling in her parents' car in Port-au-Prince's Pétionville suburb. I remember seeing a pink house literally crumble down on this man, and you just see a line of blood. And I saw this woman who fell on her knees and started praying. And I was just 11. Seeing people die in front of me is like, even till this day, I'm traumatized by it. Francois' best friend Paula also died in the earthquake. Soon after, Francois and her family moved to South Florida, and she admits a better life. Now a U.S. citizen, she feels conflicted about the good fortune she's had since the earthquake. The fact that we were blessed enough to come here alive and pursue education, I feel like I have no choice but to help my country where I was born. I can only give back now. Francois says the earthquake anniversary reminds her how urgent that is. Haitians like her hope that 10 years later, Haiti's leaders feel that urgency too. I'm Tim Paget in Miami. The Latin America Report is made possible by MBAF, CPAs and Advisors.